Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Em. And this is Family Personalities, the podcast that helps you create a more peaceful and compassionate family dynamic using personality type. Okay. <laughs> We're back. We're back. How was your summer? Um, it was good. It feels like forever ago now that we've been in the swing of school for the last month. Yeah, it feels like it, like, did summer even happen? Especially as the weather is changing and things have just instantly gotten busy again. I know. How are you? I'm good. Uh, campaign is crazy. I know. Every time I see a social media update, I'm just like, I just feel exhausted seeing everything that you're up to. <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm exhausted. And then uh, I got a surprise melanoma, melanoma diagnosis two weeks, <gasps> two weeks ago. Stop. Yeah. And then so I didn't really think it was that big of a deal because it was still stage one and it is, but I guess it's like hovering around stage two. And so I went to the surgeon. Oh my God. Okay. Where so is it? On my leg, which makes it a little trickier. Okay just by healing, but I guess it's one of the most common spots for women. I just, I didn't know. Oh. The, yeah. It's my first time going to the dermatologist and they told me I had melanoma. Wow. <laughs> Go to the dermatologist. Yeah. But, I went, um, yeah. Cause I had someone who I know who was recently diagnosed and she like put a thing out on Facebook that was like, everyone go to the dermatologist. And I went, yeah. so I had Sean, Sean caught it and he's like, that looks weird. You should go to the dermatologist. So I was like, sure. And so he made me an appointment because he knew I probably wouldn't have during the campaign. I'm really grateful that he Aww. did because it Aww. was like right on the line of stage two. So oh my gosh, I went to I so what did the day? So I went and did a tour of you know we do like lots of tours in the campaign of like schools and campuses and businesses. So I had a tour in the morning. Then I went to get what I thought was my surgery, and then I had to shoot a, an ad and right after. But I went to the surgery and they told me that they, like it was like exceeded what the plastic surgeon felt comfortable doing. So I needed to go to like a general surgeon um, or a surgeon that does this specifically. And he thinks that I should test the lymph nodes. So it went from just like, I thought I was just getting this little thing cut off to like, actually it's like kind of a big thing being cut out. And then now they'll test the lymph nodes like in my like groin, I think, to make sure it hasn't spread. That's scary, M. Yeah, but I feel I feel really like lucky. I caught it early. I would have never done anything about it, so I'm like really grateful to Sean. And then I have, my insurance covers it, and I've had like an amazing staff of like nurses and doctors that you know I got. They told me to go a different doctor on what was it Tuesday, and I've already seen that surgeon and now have it scheduled. But it turns out like. If you have if you have any kind of cancer, you get to like skip the line. And yeah, so I hope so. That is good. So I mean, I feel really lucky. Um, the timing is just really horrid. No kidding. Yeah. So I like having this thing taken out, and then my lymph nodes being tested about three weeks before the election. Oh my god. But it also puts like everything in perspective, too. You know. Yeah. The the election is. I I put everything I have into it, but like. Whatever happens, I'm going to be okay, you know? But I better win. <laughs> My gosh. You're making me feel emotional. Oh, no. I am – it's all – I feel like it's all like a, a blessing. It could have gone so differently. 
Yeah. I mean, thank goodness for your introverted sensing husband. I feel like there's something in that, you know, they're so good at like taking care of the necessary like health details, no matter how busy and crazy things get. Yeah. He was just like, I have an appointment booked. I don't like the way it looks. So I'm going to give you my appointment because they're bad at like they book really far out. Mm. And like, so this, this melanoma is like 0.7 something and 0.8 is like where you have to start doing different testing. So like oh. the fact that he was just like, nope, we're doing it like two weeks from now, you know, just like is huge. It's everything. Yeah. So I feel really grateful for that. So I, it's hard for me to feel anything but like lucky, but also like really not excited about, I've never been under anesthesia before. It's like all mm. that. All yeah. That's really stressful. And yeah, I get a lot of anxiety anytime I do something like that. Not usually like way ahead of time, but like the the day before and like the day of, I get like really, yeah. On my my surgeries, I had like all sorts of like, what if I die and leave my children? Like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've been having like some, yeah, some like very weird thoughts. Um, yeah. Even though I know this is like so safe, they do this like all the time. It's no big deal, mm-hmm. but for me and like. We was like you don't like do this all the time, right? Like it's a yeah, yeah. it's a different thing. But yeah, I feel really I feel really lucky. Hoy. big stuff, my dear. Yeah, and I really haven't told that many people. I put a couple things on Instagram because I just haven't had the emotional energy to. I mean, I have never felt so emotionally like shut down. Justin, I guess if we're going to talk add personality types to it. There's so many mm. tasks and so many appointments, and mm. that that just it was just overwhelming to me. Mm. Yeah. You're having to use that like baby process of extroverted thinking to yeah, uh, and I, efficient thinking to like put everything in order. And I've never felt make my sure brain, everything gets taken care of. Totally. And I've never felt my brain just like shut down. And just like even yesterday morning, I was like, I, I can't do this. Like, and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm like pretty persistent and I can pretty much do anything. And I asked for help. It was like, and I told, I went to Sean. They said, I, I just can't. Like, I don't have yeah. anything left in the tank. Well, and it's such a like a big emotional thing, and to have to put your feelings aside to like take care of all the the, de- the details and like practical side of it. That's probably pretty challenging for you. Yeah, on top of like managing a campaign and staff and payroll <laughs> and all those things. Like, uh, and so Sean took over. He's taken over all of it. He's taking care over all of oh. and he's really good at that. And yeah, me. yeah, that's his strength. Yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, I thought I was really good at like making appointments. He is very good. <laughs> they, he had me in an appointment within like two hours of calling, like a very booked up practice. Wow, that is like notoriously booked out. He just would not accept anything but that day. That's the lawyer in you guys. <laughs> I'm really grateful for it. Like, I, you know, it's good to have people around you who are good at different things and to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at asking for help. And I've had to ask for help in this season of life more than I ever have. Yeah. But it's been good. And I see that other people are better at things and it's okay to ask for help. You guys going to get a meal train set up? Um, After your procedure? I would love to bring you something. Maybe we'll do a small, a small one. I think. Yeah. I mean, Sean's pretty domestic, yeah. But and I'm going to ask, you know, campaign volunteers to knock doors for me that week because three days I won't be able to do much walking. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
yeah, I guess the universe like was trying to get me to learn to ask for help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, thank yeah. you, universe. Yes, thank you, universe. Message received. Message received. But yeah, I mean, it totally falls into what we talk about here. Of everyone has different strengths and weaknesses, and to lean on those strengths of other people. Yeah. Well, over here in far less serious news, we got a puppy. Yes, I can't wait to come <laughs> meet your puppy. What is her name? Evie. I love it. Like the Pokemon. <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. With double E's on either end. Oh, I love yeah. it. She's super cute. She's super mischievous. I feel like if I were to Myers-Briggs her, she'd probably be like an ESTP or something. So she's just I doing her own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she. Well, she's very like people-centric. She always wants to be. She's like my little shadow. She's just like trotting after me all day long. She's really upset that I'm up here recording right now. Um, but she's extremely mischievous as soon as like, if you leave like one of the kids doors open as she especially loves when we live, leave my daughter's door open. She, cause she has all the stuffed animals around oh, and yeah. usually has like all the trinkets and stuff in it. And she'll make a beeline for it and sneak herself in there and just grab something and then just like take off running because she loves all the commotion that gets made when we run after her and try and get it back. I love this. I love that you've got a puppy. Do you feel so young again with a puppy, like a new mom? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's everything I thought it would be. It's all those, it's just added to my chore list of all those, like, you know, extra, you know, physical tasks that I love so much. Uh, but I, you know, I purposely lined it up at a time when I've already dropped a lot of like work tasks from my plate because of all the health issues I was having. And I've started to feel better in that realm. And so before I added all the work tasks back to my plate, I was like, okay, we'll get the puppy now when I have like time, the kids are back in school. I'm starting to feel better physically. Like I can take on the whole like puppy and like tra potty training and all that now. So, but it's, it's definitely like, there's a lot on my plate right now with the puppy and the kids and a puppy's a whole thing. A puppy's a whole thing. I'm getting up at night to take the puppy potty because Puppies at this age can only hold their bladder for like six hours. And so it's like having a baby. Yeah. You're like fully in it. I'm crate, I'm crate training it, which is like, it's kind of like, kind of like sleep training. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably fail at that too. And the dog in my bed and it would be there until the dog is like 30. That's probably yeah. a go for me. I was close. The first two nights she like cried the entire night. It was tough. Oh, so <laughs> tough. Is she fine now though? Yeah, she does pretty well. She just like whines when she's ready to go to go pee. And then I get up and take her out pee and then put her back in. No, that's that's really good that she gives you like notice and stuff. Yeah, she's super cute. I'll put a little um hopefully I'll get show notes up for this episode and then I'll put a little picture of her on the show notes and you can yes. find show notes at familypersonalities.com slash the episode number and this is eighty nine. Um, yeah. So yeah, we traveled a lot this summer. My kids started a new school this year, so that's been an adjustment for us. How's that going? It's going really well. It was oh, a really good choice. I knew it's, it. Like, yeah. say I knew it would be, but I just, yeah. When you first mentioned that, I was like, oh my God, I think that's going to be such a good choice and move for you guys. Yeah. It was because Riker was having just like a tough time with school. He has like a really unique learning profile where he has a reading disability, but he's also gifted in certain areas and he has always hated school, like learning. 
And I was just like, I just want him to like school. Um, and now he said, he actually says he likes school. Did you like go into the closet and cry? Cause that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. You know, he says, it's funny. Cause he says that he, he's like comparing it to, he still says he'd rather be at home with his puppy and he still says he'd rather be at home with his tablet. But he says, if he didn't have his tablet or his puppy, then he'd rather be at school. That is, I'm, now I'm tearing up too. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I feel like everyone that's like listens to podcasts is like walked alongside this of, you know, finding the right spot for him and for him to say he loves school or likes school. Yeah, like, not quite love, but, but yeah, so he likes it because we've had so many mornings that they're like so hard to just get him out the door where he's just like cried and cried and said he doesn't want to go to school. So for him to be just like happy and content in school is just a really amazing, really amazing feeling. Sandra, I just heard Bill Burr's rant saying how women should be supporting female athletes and not Real Housewives who just yell at each other. That's ridiculous. Real Housewives is a sport. Join us on From the Bleachers, where we analyze the strategy and gameplay that our favorite reality stars use to earn additional seasons of play and social media fame. And if you're lucky, Sandra will pull out her apology play rubric so you can all see what an easy grader I am. I'm sorry, Mandy, but if you think Monica's apology to Heather on Salt Lake City deserved anything over a 2.5, you're delusional. (laughs) (laughs) Whether we're breaking down confrontation play, relishing the bravo, bravo, bravo moments, or awarding a tardy for the party, we are the only place you'll find in-depth analysis of the plays that your favorite housewives are making on our screens. From the Bleachers, a real housewives game analysis is available everywhere podcasts live. Oh, that's such a huge blessing. I that's, hu- that's huge. And Ripley likes it too. I mean, yeah, and um, anywhere, but and I should make the official switch over on the podcast to her new name, which is Lily. Okay, she's been she's been she changed her name like last November, but I was kind of willy nilly with it. But now that she's at her new school, she's officially only Lily, and she it's like very official now. Okay, Lily, it is. I mean, that's a really cute nickname for Ripley. Anyway, I mean, that's adorable. Yeah. So, and it even, it's, um, it's been actually like, she's, she's very upset now if anyone calls her Ripley. So I'm trying really, really hard <laughs> to only say Lily, even though, you know, I think Ripley's a much better name because that's why I named her that. But yeah, yeah. You know I'm what? Like... It's her name and she can do what she wants. <laughs> oh, and then she's going to get to college and she's going to be like, Ripley's so cool. This is such a cool name. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, Lily really fits her and her personality, and like she, you know, she likes things that are beautiful and soft and whatever. So. It does, yeah, it does, yeah. I could, I could see that, and it, yeah. I mean, it's very, yeah. It's a, it's a nickname of Ripley, so I think that's cute. The funny thing about naming our kids is that we don't know anything about them when we name them. You know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that when we had the, when we were getting the puppy and we were trying to decide what to name it, and I kept saying we should wait until we get the puppy home and we know its personality. 
and then we should choose a name for it. And then I was thinking about that in conjunction with Lily and her name. And I was like, but we didn't do that with the baby. <laughs> yeah. Like we decided the baby's name long before, you know, we knew anything about our children. Yeah. With, with June, I just, in my pregnancy, I was like, she feels like an old soul. Her name is June. And that was it. I'm like, we, oh. but I always thought I'd call her like Junie or whatever. And she, she likes yeah. June. Oh, she doesn't like when you say Junie? She does, but not really. She just like, mm. she likes it if we call her June or she really likes it if, we call her, if I call her Jay. Oh, oh, Jay. Okay. Very cool. Cool girl stuff mm-hmm. now. <laughs> okay. But she, it's her favorite is when her friends call her June June. June June. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it funny how they're definitely at that age of they know what they like? Mm, yes. Well, I thought we could do like a why did they do that episode today where we analyze the strange, annoying, or confusing things that we or our family members do using personality type. And on the subject of the name change, I actually had something for Lily um, because that that her changing her name goes along with her personality type so well. You know, she has ISFP preferences in Myers-Briggs and ISFPs lead with that introverted feeling function that same as as you am as INFPs. Um, and we still haven't done that function, but I feel like we talk about it so much just because it is your first function. And it has a lot to do with like identifying with your own personal identity and your own values and feelings and desires. And she's that, I mean, that describes Lily, I almost said Ripley, <laughs> that describes Lily so well. And so for her to just feel like her name, Ripley, didn't just didn't fit with her and that she needed to change it. That tracks. It's so, yeah, that tracks. You know what I mean? And I feel like it kind of goes with Enneagram 4 as well. Totally. I think. Totally. Well, and then you know my name story too, which is rather complicated, right? Do I? I mean, I know that your name is Emerson and you go by M, but I don't know. I don't think I know any no, story so when I was that. born, my mom, my dad named me Emily. And I went by Emily until hmm. I was like 18. I didn't know that. But when I was nine, eight or nine, my mom, my parents got divorced a few years before that. And it was a bit of a chess move. You know, uh, <laughs> my parents got married young. They got divorced young. I mean, I try not to judge too harshly. Um, I'm sure all of that was very hard. But so they, she changed my name to Emerson, changed my first and last name. Oh, your mom did. My mom did. And I didn't want okay. to. Oh. Yeah. And so then when I got to college, I realized that like my SAT scores and all, all the stuff were in Emerson. So I, I switched. And so I went my Emerson, but that's why I like to go by M because feels the most authentic because I've always gone by M or Emmy. I am 37 years old. It still bothers me. And sometimes Emerson doesn't always feel like my actual name. Oh. Yeah. I had no idea. I, it still bothers me to this day. But the wild part about it is I had to actually be the one to change it because I got a letter from the IRS saying that I didn't exist and found out that my mom actually didn't change my name the right way legally. Oh, no. And if I were to go back now, I would just be like, all right, I'm just going to go back to Emily and pretend this whole thing didn't happen. But my LSAT scores, all my stuff was in Emerson. So I ended up having to be the one 
to do the legal name change. To a name that you didn't even like to begin with? Yeah, I mean, now I like it, but... Okay. <laughs> like, what a mind F, right? Yeah. I had yeah, no so idea. Yeah, I think it's great if your kid wants to change right name, but don't change your kid's name. Yeah, after it, they're, if it's already established and they're accustomed to it. They're in freaking third grade. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I have a kid that age, and now I just see that it's, like, totally wild. But, you know, it will make for a good book one day. But yeah, so that's why I prefer M. That's funny because I also have I have a friend who has ISFP preferences, and she was she was my friend in high school, and her birth name was Barbara, which is like not a name of our generation, right? But her mom had named her Barbara, and she always really disliked her name because it just didn't really fit our generation, and we always called her Barbie, and. She so she when she went to college she changed her name to her middle name which is Nicole. Uh, I feel like that. And so now all of us who knew her in high school, you know, we have like a little high school group. There's like a group of four of us. So we have kept in touch. She lets all of us still call her Barbie, but she won't let anyone else call her that. Even her husband isn't allowed to call her Barbie, but the three of us are. And I think that's really funny because Lily is has kind of the same thing like we in her like inner inner like just the inner family are allowed to call her Ripley but she doesn't want anyone at school calling her that if anyone at school calls her Ripley she gets really upset and cries but yeah. she doesn't seem to mind if so I if I do or like Nana and Poppy do so I'm not really sure what that's So can about. your parents call her Ripley or no? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they can. Um, I find this interesting. Okay, so um, listeners, you should tell us if you don't like your your first name and what you would have picked for yourself. Yeah, and I, I wonder what that's about. Like, is it the like people who know you well or knew you before as your name that they're still allowed to call you that? Who yeah, that I mean, is? I guess with mine is because I wasn't the one that made the choice that like plenty of people still call me Emily, but I just mm. from what phase of life do they know me? You know. Mm. it's yeah. less and less now but I always struggle like if I send them a card I'm like do I sign this as Emerson or Emily I just write E yeah <laughs> but yeah I think it's if people who maybe lead with those preferences like when you it's not a go with the flow thing to mess with I don't think interesting do you have any why do, why do they do that for us I'm trying to think I feel like you know how we've always talked about how June loves to be on time and like as Remember when she came on the podcast and was just like, I don't like being late for gymnastics. And she was late yes. once. So there's like a whole new <laughs> schedule now. And the belt, she goes to a different like part of the school. So she's got to be there at a certain time. Mm -hmm. The second she wakes up, I mean, it's like eyes up. I need to get my clothes on. I got to brush my teeth. I got a thing because mm -hmm. I will not be late. Homegirl has never been late once. <laughs> like she had to be at the back of the line one day when I was like still figuring out the timing and the parking and stuff like that with like a little bit of a new schedule and a new like drop off thing. Do she yeah. like bolts, like bolts. And then the day that she was like the class had gone in, but like still before, before the bell, just like her class is in a kind of funky spot in the class, um, in the school. Cause the, her school. So, I mean, it's built in the early 1900s. So they just like go in a little earlier and she's like she said it's like she'd sell sean and i as a family we need to work harder to make sure that i'm on time to school 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. our mornings are not like that at all. <laughs> I feel like I am, it's like just June's world and I'm living in it. She's so much like Sean, like he's so precise. He's so whatever. And you know, I'm just like, there's a bird. So yeah, <laughs> we are, it's like the mornings yeah. are very serious here at uh, the house of Levy. Yeah, no, Lily's more like, there's a bird, there's a puppy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe if we got a puppy, it would be different. But yeah, she really <laughs> holds us to account. Like, it's hilarious. That's great. And it's crazy because it started when she was so young. Like, and now it's just more obvious. But like, you know, probably as we've done this podcast since she was, you know, pretty little. It's like the same, these, these same characteristics have always been there. Now she can just express them in more succinct ways. Like, family, let's work harder. Oh, you're responsible little ISFJ. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's very opposite of me. And she makes me stretch. I think that's yeah. good. Well, I'm so glad we're back. Me too. We're going to next few episodes, we're going to get into the last couple functions we haven't covered yet. Extroverted feeling, which I call relational feeling and introverted feeling, which I call resonant feeling. Um, I think we've got a lot of new listeners. The downloads were Ooh. just crazy this summer while we weren't around. So welcome. Welcome, um, welcome. If new listeners, send us an email, familypersonalitiespod at gmail.com. Where are you listening from? What's your type? What does your family look like? I really, really want to hear from you. Um, and send us a why do they do that moment. We really love to to bounce other people's scenarios around rather than just our own all the time. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Family Personalities. You can find M at Emerson, the number four O-R. And we will catch you next time. Yay, this is fun. That's it for our show this week. We would like to apologize to our children, our parents, our spouses, and anyone else we may have lovingly thrown under the bus this episode. Thank you for listening and catch us next time on the Family Personalities Podcast. <laughs>